Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Going bell to bell with the best in professional wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's get to all the exciting pro wrestling action and bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. Hey, that first hour was so amazing. Let's do it even better this time around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm on board with that. That's what we do. Mark sure. Hoke Show here on KDOM 101.5 FM, the talk of Las Vegas. Best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. I'm that guy, Mark Hoke, my my esteemed superstar, (laughs) amazing, incredible. Finally, finally, finally. What do you mean, finally? What are you talking about? Finally, some flowers over here. I tell everybody how awesome you are all the time. Well, maybe you should tell me, Mark. Maybe you should tell me. I'm the David Difference. Need, oh, did, what a difference! I, well, I shine my what? own. I shine my own brass over here, man. Right? <laughs> <laughs> nah, Finish I your catchphrase. It. Oh, what a difference that Dave makes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats, dogs, and even squirrels. We're live. One hundred one point five K Don squirrels. FM. Squirrels, man. You don't like squirrels? Didn't say I didn't like squirrels, but I don't. I don't know if there's a demographic for squirrels on the show. They're an important part of the ecosystem. That I won't debate. <laughs> Bees are very important, too. Ah, yeah, they are, man. We They're can talk huge. about bee, bees and uh, fungi for, for hours. <laughs> fungi. <laughs> okay. Guess you've been in my shower lately. Oh, what? I had to oh, scrub fun. down a little mold. bit, dude. You got mold in there? No, I don't have mold or anything like that, but well, I did I, have to scrub the for shower. For the record, I've never been in Mark's shower. <laughs> that ain't never happened. Ain't never gonna happen, Mark. Get, I know. Until you end up at a party, and I, I bet you're one of those guys that just turns into a puking pile of garbage. <laughs> I, I, honestly, no, I'm not, man. I hold my stuff. I'm a, I drink like a gentleman. Martinis and uh, martinis. You man. probably wouldn't do that at my place. You'd probably trash it. Yeah. Well, at your place, yeah. Yeah. See, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I'm still not ended up in the shower. <laughs> you never know. You <laughs> never sick, know. Mark. Anyway. The, uh, by the way, I did want to give you a chance, of course, last night while I was doing show research and watching a pay-per-view, mm-hmm. you, you, you were working, you were out at a terrific event last night here in Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, I went to, uh, classic cadence, uh, the big Valley wrestling, uh, fundraiser over there at cadence high school in Henderson. Um, and it was a good, it was a good thing. It was my first, uh, big Valley wrestling show that I actually went to. Um, that wasn't like part of like a festival or something and see them performing. It was a great turnout, great cause. And it's sometimes it's good just to be able to sit there and watch a show because I'm always doing something in the mix. And right when I walked in, they're like, hey, you want to do commentary? <laughs> like, nah, I'm just, What? I'm just here to uh, watch the get down. But I'll tell you, it was magical. And here's here's one of the biggest takeaways, especially in that environment. It took me back to the independent days when – I used to go to high school wrestling gyms and there'd be a show and there'd be Tony Atlas or whatever, but the kids, they were this, I'm telling you, this crowd was jacked. The kids were going nuts. RBJ was in there. Like and the, they was reacting to everything. It was just probably the most wild crowd I'd seen. And it's all these kids that just want autographs that are cheering, that are running around, having a great time. And I think often Mark, we forget about 
like we all got into this as our love of kids. And when you see these kids enjoying it, we, you know, we're so tailored into the storylines and behind the scenes and this, that, how's that match. But that, that magic as a kid to believe and see like a guy who may be an independent wrestler and be like, he's a superstar. Let me get your auto. It's just magic watching that environment. So hats off to everybody at big Valley that showed up and showed out last night. Great cause. Ricky tenacious. You the guy, man. Yeah. And, Speaking of kids, I have a story for about kids at the uh, at Wrestle Dream. Okay, let's talk about that. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Oh, we'll <laughs> what kind of it. kids? What that's a, a teaser. What's in here? No, okay. actually, my kid. Okay, there we go. Now that's a teaser. My kid. She was there with you. Yeah. Yeah, I took her along. Nice. She shot some video. We're gonna get that up as soon as we can. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing. I saw the stuff you guys did on YouTube. Like you was out there representing, showing up and showing out. Mark. Man, we had fun. Yeah, it we had like fun. It. it was, you know, the to to get. I guess you know we might as well just start getting into Wrestle Dream right yeah. now. Of course, the AEW pay per view that took place up in Seattle uh, last weekend, and boy, I'll tell you, um, on the you know, I'll start with the bad side. Okay. I don't know what Seattle was thinking, not showing up for this. Mm. Because the the Climate Pledge Arena holds, I think it's a seventeen or eighteen thousand capacity, and they were around seven to eight somewhere in there. Yeah, that was a little tough seeing the top areas blocked off. Yeah, that hurt. I, I was really stunned, especially you know it's a, a tribute show to Antonio Inoki. You know, you had a lot of the Japanese wrestlers in there. And I don't know if it was just because it came together so quickly. Because if I remember right, they only announced it like six weeks out. Probably. That was the first I heard when you told me. So, yeah, that was less than six weeks. Yeah. So, like, AEW has – you pretty much know their schedule for the most part ahead of time about a year. You know, they're pretty good about that. But, but this one they kind of put together pretty quick. And Tony, even in the press conference, mentioned, yeah, they just happened to have a free date that – the, the Kraken weren't playing, so we were able to get around that and, and do the show. Um, but on the good side, and the wrestling was amazing. The the at, the atmosphere in terms of the people that were there, man, that place got loud. Mm. I couldn't imagine what it was like if it was sold out. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about the crowd. I mean, the, the energy and the show itself. The show itself was phenomenal. Um, just kind of running down through that show, but real um, real quick okay. on the on the on the attendance. So you said like I heard it was a little over fifty five hundred, but no, it's more than that. Okay, and then I heard that the last time they were there, they did about seven k. So I mean, maybe it's just that like you know they was they was uh, taking a dump on Vegas, saying Vegas yeah, ain't their wrestling ain't their wrestling town, but maybe that's Seattle. Yeah, because you know when we had double or nothing here, it was. The area around the hard cam, and for a little while there was a section on the other side that was open for a little bit till people got in there or whatever. But you know, when we were getting destroyed, like they should take double or nothing out of Las Vegas. I got to tell you, that was that was the one dis- disappointing part to me was Seattle. You know, no offense to you guys up in Seattle, but you got to do better than that for a pay per view. Well, now gotta. now we're sounding like everybody that was. Uh, I, who knows? Do you think? I mean, are we going to blame Seattle on it or just, I mean, because you can't run a major corporation, business promotion, wrestling promotion, like an Indian, just like pop-up shows here and there. It's like, 
have your schedule stick to them, you know, if you want that turnout. Yeah, I think you need more time. Yeah. Um, you know, that's one thing that seems to be a trend for WWE and AEW is these cards are coming together so late. And I and I think that they needed for something like this to be able to give it a little more hype. Plus, MGF wasn't defending the world championship either, so that probably didn't help. Even though he was on the card, we'll talk about that. But yeah, I mean, it was that was a little that was a little weird. Well, t- tell me this, AEW, right? Their matches, a lot of their matches is like they bring in people from like you know Japan, this and that that people know. You got to be a hardcore fan to know. So a lot of people that watch WWE, you could just pick up and go with it. I think a lot of times on these shows, it's like, I don't know who this guy is. Always great matches, but a lot of times people are unaware that this is a big match because they don't have no clue who the opponent is that they brought in, you know, the history of them. Does that make, does that resonate with you, Marcus? Um, Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I think that sometimes some of these guys, they need to do a little better job explaining who they are. Yeah. For, for the Japanese wrestlers. But, you know, because you can't assume that everybody just knows. I mean, the AEW fan tends to follow Japanese wrestling and just, you know, wrestling in general knows a lot more about the independence, I think, than the casual WWE fan. But, yeah, they, they could do a little better hyping these guys up. Yeah, I think that's, even for me, it's like, I don't know who this is. And I feel stupid because it's like, oh, they're, oh, they're the greatest ever to come. Oh, my God, look at him. Like, who is he? What has he done? I don't know. So. Yeah, so I mean, some of them I do know. Some of them I'm, I'm getting familiar with myself because I haven't watched a lot of New Japan. It isn't. It is on access here if you have Direct TV, oh, so yeah. you can watch New Japan. Yeah. Um, but just kind of going down through the card, um, some highlights. Nick Wayne got crushed by Luchasaurus on the pre-show, by the way, which may have precipitated what happened later because mm. Nick Nick was a bad bad boy. Yeah, Nick, he's he's got that rise, huh? Yeah, yeah, he does. Got to see Bad Dude Tito, by the way. Yeah, he was in the, uh, the yeah, pre-show. He, yeah, he's part of a TMDK there, stable or the Mighty Don't Kneel, which is Zack Sabre's stable. And they did a great match with the acclaimed and Billy Gunn. Uh, but that was fun to see him uh, get in there. Yeah, is he signed? Or was that like a one-off? Uh, probably a one-off. Uh, okay. MJF successfully defended the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships all by himself. Adam Cole's ankle injury is legit. He is out for a while. And MJF is going to try and defend the ROH Tag Team titles all alone. There was a funny spot in this match. Kangaroo kick? Oh, they got the kangaroo kick kick in on the Righteous. Garbage. Dutch and Vincent, who have been... Stop it! Garbage. The kangaroo kick is fun. Garbage. I mean, I guess if I take it back to when I said I was a six-year-old kid would like it, yes, cool. Well, I'm I like it too. As, well, I mean, what? I mean, of course you kangaroo can. kick you. <laughs> Please do. No, but here was here was the funny part, and I and I kind of knew what was coming when he said it. So before the match started, MJF told the righteous. I'm going to stick your head up his buttocks. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see the movie Hancock? Yeah, I've seen it. You remember the jail scene? Yeah, I know. He stole it from that. Absolutely. Oh. I well, The second he said it, I said, they're going to do a Hancock here. Right. Well, look at Now, that. they didn't do a literal one. 
They didn't do it? No, but they ended up Dutch got right? whipped in the corner and he threw Vincent into him and yeah. Yeah, it's a good hokey comedy <sighs> over there. What's your problem? I don't know. They I, I noticed I don't know what the, <laughs> they they take a lot of stuff from a lot of stuff. And like blatantly, like oh yeah, hey, maybe because it's a different generation, other people won't remember, you know, or and some of us do, but I'm just like, all right, whatever. Well, MJF's really good at that. Yeah, I mean, like with the Bret Hart thing studied. and the um, he has studied, so that was kind of that was kind of fun. But MJF keeps the Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles in a handicap match. That's your guy, man. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about what he did to me this time. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's see. We had Eddie Kingston beat Shibata, defending the Ring of Honor World Championship and the Strong Openweight Championship. Pretty hard-hitting match there. Chris Statlander and Julia Hart. Boy, that crowd got going on that. Yeah. Woo. Oh, yeah? And Julia Hart looked great. It is so unbelievable that just a couple of years ago, she was goofing around as a cheerleader. And now she's this evil witchy who can actually wrestle. She did a great job. And... I think a lot of people and the crowd really, it was funny because I remember when I had seen Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander where the crowd turned on Ruby, started rooting for Chris. Well, the same thing happened to Chris this time. They were rooting for Julia. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That may be a you know, Seattle thing. Who knows? But, but you know, pretty good match there. Uh, pretty wild. Oh, yeah, Seattle and Witches. It's just dark up there. Was it Salem, right? Where's Salem? That's Washington. Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts. Wrong side. Where is that at? Wrong side. Oh, you know what I'm saying. I know what I'm you're saying. I'm trying to tie it in here. You tried. It was a good effort, David Difference. There's a Salem, uh, Seattle. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, four-way tag match to win a shot at the AEW tag titles. Young Bucks win it. Ray Phoenix fakes an injury. And apparently, and honestly, I thought I thought he was hurt. I really did. I thought he was legit hurt. Who faked it? Ray Phoenix. Oh, okay, okay. But apparently they just wanted to keep him healthy for the uh when he was defending the international title, so mm. but uh you know, fun match. Um yeah, so Bucks win. Swerve Strickland, hangman Adam Page. Dude, the house was torn down. Just going crazy for Swerve. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, he's born in that area, but man, did they love him up there. Yeah, he definitely uh, making moves, man. He on that rise. I yeah. mean, like I know you did the interview, and uh, I was dope, and I've been doing research on him too because of that. And it's like, yeah, okay, he's the guy. Yeah, Swerve looked amazing, and boy, Hangman Adam Page takes another big loss. Yay! He might be, uh, he might be on the. I won't say on the outs. But... Yeah, get him out of there. I'm well, not a Hangman Page. You guy. know, I'm not a big Hangman guy. I was. Uh, what what changed it or what? Um... Let me ask you a question, Dave. When you think of a cowboy, mm-hmm. when I think of a cowboy. Mm-hmm. What do you think of? The Marlboro Man, John tough, John Wayne, tough guys, the Django, <laughs> the Django. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I think of a um, a man's man, tough, strong, aggressive, powerful, like me. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think Whatever you say. I'm a cowboy. Hangman Adam Page is the anxious millennial cowboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't get that. That doesn't work. What um so he was Ring of Honor, yeah? Hangman? No, he he was he, 
Well, he was in there for a while. Yeah. No, I'm saying like before. Yeah, before EW. Yes. So was he? Was he the cowboy? Hey, he's still the hangman. He was tough. Yeah, I don't, I'm not saying he's JBL, tough now. JBL, that's a cowboy. That's a cowboy. Like Ron Bass was a cowboy. That's Stan a cowboy. Hansen was a Black cowboy. Jack Mulligan, right? Yeah, this ain't no cowboy. This man. is not. This is not the hangman I want. This is sheep herder. You know, sheep herder. You know, you you might be right. And no offense to the hangman. But, well, you just but, offended him. What are you talking man, about? He's no cowboy. Gotta, That's gotta a hundred percent offense. You got to get rid of the anxious millennial crap. Come on, get mean again. I mean, and he just had that that death match with um, Mox a while ago, which was a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. But I, I just you know when, but Swerve completely out promoted him all the way up through this thing from the start to the end. Totally out promoted him. Yeah, you made it. So. He made it a thing, man. Yeah, so Hangman's got to watch that. Got to uh, go. Ricky Starks beat Wheeler Yuta. They kind of threw that one on there. I'm going to save this, the next match that was on the card because I want to have a long discussion about this. Okay. Uh, Don Callis' family beats Chris Jericho in the Golden Elite. Don Callis steps in, takes care of that. FTR beats Aussie Open, which is about the point where the crowd was kind of like, Ugh. normally they're jacked for an FTR match, but not this time. And then the main event, Christian Cage knocks off Darby Allen, and Adam Copeland makes his debut, which blew the lid off the place, too. But when we come back, those are the two things I want to talk about. I want to talk about the return of Adam, Adam Copeland, and I want to talk about the match with Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. I gave that high praise. I think oh, Brian yeah. Danielson appreciated it, too. What do you get? Five stars? Um, Meltzer gave it a five and a half. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your whole rating system is flawed if you're giving five and a half out of yeah, five. Yeah, you can't do that. But anyway, we'll come back with a whole lot more here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDON 101.5 FM, the talk of Las Vegas. David Difference, I'm Mark Hoke. We'll be right back. 101.5 FM, KDON. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. And we are back here on the Mark Hoke Show here on KDON 101.5 FM. Talk of Las Vegas. I'm Mark Hoke. The David Difference. Hello. I'm back on Hinge and Bumble, ladies. Wow. <laughs> Not just playing. Just for the weekend. I'm going to get out of there. Just, just for the weekend? Just wanted to see who's out there. Good luck. <laughs> Have a great time, gals. <laughs> Give us a live report from the Dave Cave. Yeah, I will. I'll live stream it. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Settle down. No, we don't need that. Anyway, back to our discussion on Wrestle Dream. First thing I wanted to hit that I was saving here was the match between Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. For those that are not familiar with Zack Sabre Jr., of course, he does most of his wrestling in New Japan. He's made a couple of appearances on AEW television, he and Brian Danielson regarded as possibly the two top technical wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you something. Tell me, Mark. They did not disappoint. I, When I asked Brian about the match in the press conference, and, I, and I'm going to be very sincere. After, I said after 40 years of watching wrestling, I'd never seen a match quite like that. Mm. The 
you know, having, you know, was I a good high school wrestler? Yeah. But I did, you know, and, and I understand countering and, you know, body positioning and things like that. And I can tell you that what those two did was nothing short of a piece of art. Yeah. It really was. I could not believe what I was watching when I saw those two go at it. Just the smoothness of how they would go from one maneuver to another, counter to counter. That's really hard to do. Yeah. And for them to do it so seamlessly and to just have the crowd eating out of their hand, I, I'd never seen a match like that. I really hadn't, David. Yeah, I think uh, so. Brian Danielson, when you talk about goats, like just his whole career, he's just been on a whole another level, and even now. So, and like you were saying, as far as Saber, I, I know nothing about him, but I mean, based on what you're telling me, he's the best of the best. So, I mean, no doubt that they had a great, <laughs> great exhibition it, there. It, it was unreal. Paint a picture for me, man. Just, I, I mean, obviously, like when they're sinking. Um, you got those, you said seamless transitions from move to move. And it's just like, it's so in sync, right? Where they're just going in the crowd is eating it up. No, you're doing these double, double bridge, high bridges and all sorts of crazy, crazy things that they were pulling off. It It is so difficult to do that. It's not like now, now obviously there's other mat types of matches you have, right? But when you get into something like that. It's probably the hardest thing to do because there's so many things that can go wrong. Yeah. You know, if you, you know, if your shoulder's off on a bridge or you, you, you just happen to, you know, take somebody's arm the wrong way a little bit, it can screw up the whole sequence. And they, they, they were, they were seamless, dude. Yeah. Seamless. Which is rare. I mean, I, like I would love to show that to like a non wrestling fan and just, break it down yeah. of how magical it was. I haven't seen it, and that's, again, the thing we talked about. Sometimes AEW is so hard to watch. You would think everybody talking about it, you would put that match, like, see what we do. You know, I can't find it. I can't watch it, so I can't really – you know what I'm saying? Let's shell out the 50 bucks. We're coming along shell next out. time. I didn't get an invite. Yeah, you did. It went into my spam folder. Whatever. But, but that was just something very special, and I hope they do it again. I really do. Yeah, no, I really sound, do. Sounded magical. You you were teared up when you were asking that question or giving him his flowers. I heard you crying, Mark. You I wasn't crying. You didn't Stop cry it. at no. the media scrum. No, I don't know. That's what I might have cried. Might have cried on the earlier earlier on. Did you cry during the match? No. Oh, what are you talking about? I don't know. You said earlier on. When did you cry? I'll I'll we'll get to that. Oh. Well, of course, then in the main event with uh, Darby Allen and Christian, best of three falls, all hell breaks loose in this match. Nick Wayne turns on his dear friend Darby Allen. Luchasaurus comes out after Sting tries to help out. All hell's breaking loose in the ring, and Edge's music hits. Mm-hmm. All this day, yeah, and just crowd goes. Insane. Bananas. Insane. I don't get it. I mean, I get it. Whoa. Let, let me take that back. Let me take that back. I get it. But at the same time, it's like we just saw him three weeks ago in WWE doing his last match. Now he's back and we're like, he's here. 
I want to see the it, like I know he wanted to have his retirement match against Christian, so I'm looking forward to that. And I I think Christian is doing amazing work. I'm still just like, and I think he'll he'll help out a lot behind the scenes at AEW. Mm-hmm. But like again, it wasn't like he's been on the shelf for ever long. He showed up at AEW, which is the B brand. Woo! Sorry. You wow. know what I'm saying. Does that not make any sense? That we just saw him a wow. month ago. We knew he was going to show up tonight, and he and he shows up. Cool. Huge pop. I mean, you know, I've just never been a huge Adam Copeland mark, but uh, great talent, legendary. I look Wait, hold to- on. Hold <laughs> on. Hold on. No, I gotta, I'm, I'm going to call right. you on something All like right, this. please do this. David Difference. Yes. yes. You're a heel guy. Yeah. Name the top. Three to five heels of WWE the last twenty years. You don't put the rated R superstar, uh, the ultimate opportunist. Yeah, I don't know in that group. Yeah, I don't know. It just never resonated with me. Like I, and here's the thing with any wrestler, anybody that's in the business, hats off, respect. Sometimes you step back as a fan, and I don't know that that is curious to me because he's dope in the ring. He's got a mouthpiece. He's got a great look. He's got a great story. It's just like I've never been like, ah, oh, that edge match. And that's just me. Like I met him at uh, Sin Bodhi's thing and great dude. I just, I don't know the character. I don't know what it was. Wow. Him versus Mick. I was just never like, oh, snap. That that match was incredible. The one where he stole away the WWE championship. He's had dope John, matches. I mean, like he's dope. Don't get me wrong. I'm just I don't know. Like there's certain people like um the the tag matches? I'm not not knocking the matches. I'm just saying as a fan, like I'm not like I'm not buying a ticket to, you know, like oh, he might show up. That wouldn't be my selling point. All right. Would it be yours? It would be a little added bonus cool and I understand why everybody went nuts. He's one of the greatest of all times. I get that. I'm just saying as a can I be a fan? And not be a fan like you like this whole kangaroo kick. You're not a fan. I of hope CM, Edge does CM a Paul. kangaroo kick someday. Yeah, it ruin him. <laughs> ruin <laughs> him. It's horrible. But um, I guess we've got to start calling him Adam Copeland. We can get away with it, but they can't. You know, MJF in the press conference said Edge right away. Yeah, yeah. And Tony just looked at him like, no, <laughs> that's going to cost me ten thousand dollars. Thanks. Yeah. But yeah, but it, the 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 crowd was insane for it, and um. You know, of course, he had his first encounter with Christian on on Dynamite this week, where Christian he asked Christian to team with him again, and Christian gave him the GFY, yeah, which may be the most famous GFY of all time. Yeah, I love Christian. Now that's a heel right there. Yeah, and and he was a heel in the press conference. Yes, yeah, I've seen that. He's a jerk. Let man. me. So let me let's go to afterward. Because this is the part where I get to kind of talk about a little more personal experience. Okay. Well, the first thing that I want to say is thank you, Orange Cassidy. I have to say thank you to Orange Cassidy. Okay. When he was in the, uh, he was doing the press conference and he was up there with, I believe it was Shibata. I asked a question to Shibata and him. Shibata's was a serious question. But the last time you remember this, when I asked Orange Cassidy a question to double or nothing. Yeah, he mumbled and stuttered. And and that was it. Yeah. So during the card, my daughter, who's 14. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen this. Had mentioned that I really, I love Orange Cassidy. I think he's really cool. 
And she doesn't do that very often. Mm-hmm. That's not her thing. So after I asked Shibata about Japanese wrestlers and he didn't understand the question, I asked, or I said to Orange Cassidy, hey, Orange, my daughter thinks you're really cool. Can you give her a shout out? And he did. Asked her name, said thank you. And, you know, I can't remember how it went, but, you know, and it was typical Orange Cassidy, you know, very. um, Laid back. Yeah, a mm. little bit slothish. Yeah. But I'm going <laughs> to tell you, Mr. Cassidy, you made my daughter's weekend. Oh, yeah? She, once things wrapped up, she was on her phone telling all her friends what happened. Yeah. And that kind of made the weekend for for us. You know, people don't know some of the stuff that's going on, has gone on with us for the last month. That was huge. So thank you, Orange Cassidy, because that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, no, that was a big moment, I'm, and I'm glad you got to, yeah, I mean, you know, you're a media press, but at the same time, have that moment is a, a yeah. beautiful thing, a good way to uh, culminate the whole uh, experience, man. Yeah, it helped me get over uh, MJF calling me Tubby. <laughs> yeah, tell it to me, man. Uh, no, he didn't call me a tell it to me. <laughs> well, he didn't go that far. Oh, well, is that worse? Tell it to me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. He roasted and, you again, but a good thing he remembered you. That is pretty amazing, though, isn't it? Uh, if you go back and look at the exchange, we'll we'll get it up at some point. That's what she said. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so MJF roasted me again, and I was the one that asked Christian about his um, his friend showing up that that question kind of went viral a little bit. He's scary now, man. He said, I had no friends. I he, like it, man. That's that, that's how I would have answered it. He's scary. I like it. You know, and, and by the way, Christian, if, if you, I don't know if you can see some of the, we've got some autographed pictures up um, in the studio. He's right there smiling. He is on the other side of the studio here. When I, I met him here in Vegas probably about seven or eight years ago, I think ballpark and i remember talking when i was getting the autograph and i was talking to him and i said you know i really feel like wwe just completely underutilized you mm. and he was like yeah you know i i understand you know i've i you know it's the way it goes that's the way it goes basically is what he said yeah kept it pretty cool oh yeah i mean what are you gonna say yeah and to see to think about Back then, you know, because of course, you remember he had that like three week run as world champion. We was feuding with Randy Orton and then lost the belt right back, and then it was pretty much over for him. Uh, to see him then and see him now, where he 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 may now be the top heel in in uh, AEW. I pretty I, impressive. Yeah, especially that belt. You like him saying he made that belt relevant. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you see people they have these different stories throughout their career and like. And like, yeah, this is the best thing, man. I love the heel aspect of it, but he's just so on point with it, you know? Do you know what he did to me? Mm-hmm. I asked him that question. He never stopped staring me in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> what was the question? I gave it back to him when I said, hey, your friend showed up. How do you feel? Uh, oh, man. I got I got lasered for a minute. Yeah, And it was cool. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not one to back down on something like that, so I I look back, but 
I looked back. I did. So you going to fight him? No, I wasn't going to fight him. Well. I was kind of smiling, though, too. Yeah. Like, I got a pretty good answer out of him. But, yeah, I mean, Christian's heel work is incredible. And uh, what, what are some of the other real highlights of that press conference? Was CM that, Punk there? No, CM Punk wasn't there. No. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm looking for Phil to get back in the building. Well, I, I mean, it's yeah, it's going to be epic, man. Now, that's something that we're all going to go bananas for. Yeah, but at, at, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. Okay. But I uh, just want to thank, <laughs> but want to thank AEW for taking great care of us up at Wrestle Dream and all the fans. You know, we got some fan videos up there as well. And like I said, we'll get some of the press conference stuff up. But it was uh, a terrific night in Seattle. And I uh, want to thank AEW for uh, giving us the opportunity to get in there. Yeah. I, just, I wish we were a bit more media there, though, too. Well, no, nah, I mean, kept that, asking, I kept, I mean, I was fine. I benefited. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would hope it was just me and uh, the talent. Let's go. <laughs> like nobody show up. Let's do this thing. I was sitting. Yeah. Ne- I was sitting next to um, Brian Alvarez, by the way, mm-hmm. from Wrestling Observer. <laughs> yeah. And Christian roasted him after he got done with me. What? Uh, oh, he crushed him. What? What was he saying? Man? Oh, jeez. Well, well, MJF got him, and and. And Christian got him. I'd have to go back. I, I remember MJF was a comment Alvarez made about it being his match being a gimmick match. But I, I can't remember what he said to Christian. But Christian just jumped right on him, called him a mark, and yeah, let him have it. Pretty much. I mean, we're all wrestling nerds. But that was that was fun with Alvarez. And so thanks for Brian for thanks Brian for hanging out with us too. But yeah, so great time up at Wrestle Dream. Yeah, that's dope. We'll be at uh, Full Gear. Is that what it's called? Yep. Full gear. Full gear in, in L.A. No, in November. We're going to be up there. Oh, man. It's going to be fun. That'll be good stuff. I just got uh, right now, anybody wants to buy a Macho Man baseball card, we just got somebody sent one in to donate. Okay. Nice. <laughs> he used to play baseball, man. Yes, he did. Mm. St. Louis Cardinals system. Was he on the Cardinals? He never made the majors, but he was in their system. Oh. Well. Yeah. But- oh, yeah. No, Cincinnati. No, he was in the Cardinal system. Don't Cin- even, Cincinnati don't, Reds. I'm looking at the car right now. Brandy Poffo. Brother. Can you see that? He was in the Cardinal system, though. Well, if he was in the Red system, too, good Mark making up facts over here. No, but I know ah. he was in the Cardinal system. Well, I know I, that. But I, anyway. But when, well, what we have here is a very rare Randy Poffo <laughs> 19... <laughs> <laughs> Listen to you, Mr. TV salesman. <laughs> well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back... Dave seems so excited to talk about CM Punk. So I'm going to oblige him. <laughs> yeah, that's my guy, man. We're going to do it. Talk about Phil Brooks again. And Cena, man. I got to tell you about that match last night, watching that Cena match last night. Okay, we'll talk about it. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back on the Mark Hoke Show. David Difference, I'm Mark Hoke. See you on the other side. Infinite Wellness can help you achieve your goals and look and feel your best. Our regenerative medicine clinic utilizes stem cell and exome therapy. We also have a comprehensive weight loss program and numerous other services you can find on our website at infinitewellness.info. We're located at 8925 West Coast Road, Suite 100, right across from Ikea. You can book your appointment today by calling us at 702-842-2244 or find us on social media at infinitewellness.lv. We'd love to be a part of your journey. 
If you're looking for an award-winning dining experience at outstanding prices, look no further than Unique Eats. Whether it's their incredible breakfast platters, amazing pastas and sandwiches, or world-renowned pizzas, celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco will have you covered. Check out their coffee and smoothie bar, vegetarian options, catering, and top-flight service. Visit Unique Eats today at 3100 South Durango Suite 100. Call 702-992-3038 or go to uniqueeatslv.com and we'll see you all at Unique Eats. 1015 FM K-Don. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. Hey, let's do this one more time, shall we? The best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. Uno mas tiempo. Okay. Yeah. And next week, we're, we're getting some food in here, man. I'm getting a food sponsor. We're getting some breakfast. I'm going to reach out to my people, get some happening. we got some high-powered guests coming in, too. I ain't playing around. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I know Matt Black's going to be checking in from WrestleZone, by the way. When? Next week? Yep. Oh. Well, scratch that. Give me two weeks because I need a full two hours. I got so many guests ready well, to come in. Well, who you, well, okay, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk um, about it. But you want to talk about CM Punk, and of course, right now, here's where the situation is with Mr. Brooks. He is apparently in talks with WWE to return. But boy, I'll tell you, Dave, there are some people back there at WWE that are not excited about it. Yeah, get over it. This is a very, this is going to be very interesting. And I, but one thing that I did read that a lot of people think that they'll be able to keep him in line. You know, that he's not going to pull a lot of the stuff that happened in AEW and, you know, it should work out. And, and honestly, I, you know, I think generally it will mm-hmm. if he, you know, if he does sign a contract, the money thing will be interesting because apparently he was making a massive bank at AEW and WWE's not going to pay him that much. Plus given what happened, I'm sure that that has not helped his, um, his stature for a contract. Yeah, I think so, I think it'll work in merch. Yeah, apparently. A hell of a deal. Well, apparently W is still selling a ton of his merch. Yeah, of course they are. Of course they are. <laughs> what do you expect? But he's still getting paid, so. Yeah. So, Dave, I, I know that you are excited for the possibility of him coming back to WWE. <laughs> I'm giddy. <laughs> Survivor Series is the next pay-per-view yeah. coming up uh, around Thanksgiving weekend. Out in Tampa, I would assume you expect him to be there. That's the talk. I mean, the interesting thing is we have not heard a peep from CM Punk. He hasn't issued a statement. He hasn't Twittered, tweeted anything. Um, and I just like the way he does it is good. We talked about Adam coming back, and it was like, ah, oh, yeah, we just saw him. Like, this Punk thing will be huge. And think about the dynamic of CM Punk in WWE. Like, who he could wrestle, like the storylines, like he's got so much heat and so much love. He is the ultimate guy that you want to see in there right now. Like, you put him against anybody. I don't know what that does for Cody Rhodes. Maybe they maybe they go at it. That'd be dope. But, I mean, it's kind of interesting because you got Cody who left AEW, which was huge. Oh, he left AEW. And then you got Punk back. And is he going to steal the shine? Yeah, it'll certainly jam up the main event picture for sure especially depending on what role they decide to put him in because you have Ellie Knight, you've got Cody Rhodes 
And then you throw CM Punk into that mix too. Plus you have Jey Uso. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a that's a lot of people fighting for one spot. Yeah, well, that one spot, that's the CM Punk spot. That's it. That's it. Everybody so else would, go home. Everybody so else go home. Would, Thank you for participating. You would pull everybody else out of there, including Cody Rhodes, to have Punk be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns. I don't know. After if, I, all this. Yeah, I don't know if that's the case. I, I think, again, we're still looking at The Rock. Love to see that. If that doesn't happen, like, I'm, I don't know, WWE, I might have to uh, close my subscription up. But I just want to see CM Punk. What, I mean, there's so many possibilities they can, they can use him for, whether it's, you know, battling Cody or, you know, the bloodline. I don't know. Who knows? But, again, we haven't heard a peep from Punk. <laughs> Where's his head at? Does he even want to come back? Is he over wrestling? You know he loves wrestling, but does he want to go back to that? We don't know. If he's in talks, I'm sure like he just knows how big he is, and he's writing his own story right now. And you know everybody thinks what they think about him. He's writing the greatest story in wrestling that we have ever seen, and didn't even realize we were Ooh. watching. Yep. Tell boy. me somebody else, boy. And I'm talking in and out the the business, boy. You are. Uh... You're up there, man. Holy cow. Yeah. That's that's the guy. When he comes on the show, he's going to be like, you know what? You was the only one. The only one <laughs> that had this much faith in my return, man. I'm going to say thank you, punk. Mark didn't. <laughs> 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 nah, I just think it would I, be exciting. I, I would be excited about that. I. The only thing that I would be concerned about is more on the backstage side. Get that out that, of your head. Well, Watch it as a fan. Let's talk fan. As fan? Yeah. Sure, it'll be fun, but I, but but I, but I, but I will say that this turned me, this whole thing turned me off a little bit. Did it? Yeah, a little um, bit. Why? We, like we watched this thing to to have heels and heroes, right? And then you got one, and it's too much for you. It's uh, too ah, ah, how dare he be uh, difficult to work with? That's a heel. That's a heel. That's what we love about this business. He is the ultimate bad guy. So when it becomes too real, we all want this thing to be real. When it becomes too real, it's like, ah, you can't be like that. Like, run with it. As long as you're not killing people and disrespecting people, run with it. I think that's a lot of the problem. Well, he's disrespecting people, but he's not killing people. Right. You know what I'm saying. There's a lot of, like, you know, ain't no Jeffrey Dahmer thing happening. You know, one thing that Triple H and – you know, some of the other guys said last night was that they're functioning as a team. Yeah. Do you risk it? Well, I you know, th- it, it, and and like I, said, I, th- I think that they'll be able to keep him. That he's not going to. I don't want to say keep him under control. I think that's a bad way to say it. Mm-hmm. I think it's more just have him. If he goes in there and just kind of goes with the flow, and just lets things happen, I think things will be okay. I think what. Everything that I've seen that happened with AEW, and you know whether that's his fault, Tony's fault, or or somewhere in between, he came in with the attitude of "I'm the veteran, I'm the guy." Yep. So yeah. you guys should be doing what I'm telling you to do because I know best, and you can't do that. Um. Well, you can. Well, I, I don't but think you, you can do it in I, a way. I, I don't. See, I don't think you should see, have the, to do that. I think that they should know when you walk in there. This is the guy. You show him respect. He's gonna. He's gonna lead the way and you know fall in line. I don't think you have to tell them. You know, to your point, I don't think you have to tell. Him. He's the guy. Respect him. 
Yeah, I, but at WWE, you got TKO, you got this whole thing. Like it's a different company. Like they'll just you're out, you're done. Yeah, they're not going to mess around with them. <laughs> yeah, ain't, uh, uh, Triple H ain't getting punked and feared for his life. Like you're gone, man. It just didn't work out. And to a point, I think that's where this. I mean, essentially, it's a trade if Punk signs, trading Edge for Punk. And I think that Edge, or Adam Copeland, is going to bring a lot to AEW. You know, he and Brian Danielson were working together in creative yeah. uh, for a while on SmackDown. And that was kind of when you saw everything start to get a little better on SmackDown because for a while it was stale. And then those two started getting involved and saw some really cool stuff going on. And I and I think that Adam is going to be the more responsible mentor than what CM Punk was. And I think and I and I think that's a lot of what AEW needs right now is that they need people like Brian Danielson, like Adam Copeland to come in and really help mold a lot of these younger guys. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But the uh, the younger guys as well have to understand that people came before them. People paved the way and there's certain things you, levels of respect that you got to deal with them. Yeah, and and I think a lot of them do. I think you know, obviously the the arguments were more with guys like Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and and you know, I don't even know. I don't even think Kenny was that it doesn't seem like Kenny was that involved in this stuff either. Was it, well, they was in. The, I mean, he was in the out. fight. <laughs> That's pretty involved. But man. but Kenny, <laughs> but but Kenny is. I think that was more because he's friends with the Bucks. Right. The aftermath. I don't. Yeah, you got to stand up for your pals. I, I get that. It just left a bad taste in my mouth for that company. Oh, I think you got to get over it. I got to get over yeah. it. Yeah. Get over it. Yeah, maybe I do. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, there's. It, there's times in wrestling that are like, this is a moment. I I look forward to those moments. Punk showing up would be a huge moment that you would get those. Hey, here it is. Let me. Who can I call? Who's seeing this? Let me share this. Like, that's a moment. Bring well, it. Well, we shall see if Tropicana Field will be the site of the return for the Punkster. Trop in Maryland? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Boulevard Mall? Nah. What are you? Dear God. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yeah, you don't. David Difference, everybody. Thank you very much. I'm Mark Hoke. Thanks for joining us here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDON 1015 FM, the talk of Las Vegas. Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, Facebook, the Mark Hoke Show, Mark Hoke Show on Instagram, the Mark Hoke Show on YouTube. You kind of get the point. Thanks for being with us today. We will see you next week, Las Vegas. Have a great day. Thank you. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show, and visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening.